What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of our podcast, or season two, episode five of our <laughs> podcast, Sipping Sports. 35 overall. Yeah, 35. We're uh, one th- a little bit over one third of the way to 100. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. How are we doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well. It, I'll tell you this. Not a big daylight savings time guy. It gets dark at four o'clock. This is insanity. So you don't like it? No. No. I don't like it because it's like... Dude, it's like you you get home from work and it feels like it's 8 o'clock. Do you like the sunshine in the morning? See, I wish you could almost have the best of both worlds. I don't mind the sunshine in the morning because <laughs> it makes it easier to get up, but this is bad. What would you rather have? Sunshine at night, I think. Okay. So so I like I like the spring. If you if you had to pick between getting sun like sun coming up at yeah, 8:30, okay, or sun going down at or well if it comes up at 8 30 goes down at seven seven yeah or it comes up at six and goes down at five yeah i'm going the opposite i'm going party number one Hmm. i like the sun staying out later you can do more stuff are you would you say you're a morning person or night person i actually am a morning person more morning person than night person but i will say just when the sun goes down it's just like I don't know. It feels like it's 10 o'clock right now. Yeah. It's insane. It's not. Yeah. So that's me. All right. Um, okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Episode five. What is your top sports moment of the week? Yeah. So my top sports moment um, from the World Series, a lot of you probably already saw it. It's our boy Mattress Mac is back. He took home $75 million on betting with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Just a cool 75 mil. Obviously, he's already multimillionaire, very famous person, but... Pretty crazy bet. I think it was the world-breaking payout for one single event. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So, well, the cool thing is he gives a lot of it away. Yeah, slash, he gives back. back to the people. I mean, he gives all his winnings basically back by giving free mattresses. Yeah, essentially. So. Yeah, but it also makes up for it because the last couple of years he's made a lot of money for people that weren't able to cash in on their. On the Astros, yeah. Purchase. I mean, he's relying. He does it, like you said, every single year. So it's mm-hmm. like, if the Astros don't win every year, well, yeah. he's banking on the. Because I think the promotion is, if you spend over three thousand dollars at his store, he gives you the mattress free if the Astros win. Right. So he's bank. I mean, they've been good enough where they make the playoffs every year. Right. But then if they don't win, then it's like, oh yeah, three thousand bucks in Dang. his pocket. Yeah, and you know, there's hundreds of people that do it. I mean, he's he's well off. It's a good promotional right activity. Yeah. What about you? So mine. If you tuned in to last week, my game of the week in the NFL was the Dolphins and the Bears. So, not trying to toot my own horn, but Justin Fields showed out in that game. The game was high scoring, 35-32. And Justin Fields set the record for most rushing yards in the regular season, in a regular season game by quarterback. So, Mike Vick used to have it, 173 yards, Mm. and Justin Fields had 178 yards this last weekend do you think he'll ever get more do you think that will be a record that stays for the rest of the year for the rest of the year yeah yeah and there's only a few quarterbacks that could break it i mean he could break it himself yeah but here's the problem like we can't throw a football so he has to run they've started running him so much that i think at a certain point like they had their bye what like two three weeks ago and then he just started to run like crazy Right. right and so in the first couple of weeks that, that that starts happening, then 
the teams are still trying to figure out how to defend it. But now there's three ish, three or so full games to watch and mm-hmm. and see how they're doing it. And so, I mean, at a certain point, you have to make him throw it right, right, and and keep. Well, it's it kind of like Lamar Jackson there. to an extent. Like Lamar Jackson will still run for some yards, but he might break one off here and there. But for the most part, teams are like, hey, I'm just going to put one spy on him. If he can throw it past me, he can throw it past me. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's worried about his throwing ability in the current state. Heck no. So, no. so. but it was kind of cool. Yeah. New record, broken. Yeah, by Justin Fields. Yeah, there so. you go. All right, let's, uh, what is it? Oh, Minnesota Minute. Yeah, Minnesota let's run Minute. it. So, Vikings beat the Commanders 20-17. to 17. First place, obviously, in the North, 7-1 and one overall. Obviously. They play at Buffalo Sunday. That should be a good game. Go for football, beat Nebraska. They play Northwestern this Saturday at home. St. Thomas, first in their conference, beat beat Valparaiso last weekend. They play Stetson on Saturday at home. Their season's winding down. Timberwolves off to a slow start, 5-6 and six overall. Haven't looked great. They play the Suns, Grizzlies, and the Cavaliers, their next three games, which are all very good teams. Yeah. Go for basketball, like we mentioned last episode, started up against Western Michigan. With a barn burner, sixty-one to sixty, but a win's a win, I guess. They were um, all. Can I just add? Yeah. They were also up fifty-nine to fifty with like a minute and a half left, and then we scored two points, and they scored ten points. So. Yeah, and we'll get to the college basketball later today, but they play Sam St. Francis this Friday. Mm-hmm. Lastly, the Minnesota Wild are five five and one. They play the Kings and Ducks here coming up. So. Mm-hmm. Minnesota sports off to a little slow start in the basketball NHL world, but at least NFL is cooking. At least, yeah. Cooking. Thank goodness. Cooking. So, rolling right into the bets last week. So, David, another strong week, 14-7. and seven. Bang. Fire it up. Yep. Fire it up. Um, he was 4-1 in NBA. Whoa. Yes. I think those were all overs. Six and three <laughs> in NCAA football. And four and four. Four and three. Four and three. Yeah. Because what was it, 14 and seven? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Four and three. In the NFL? In the NFL. Yeah, dude. NFL, dude. Some of these props, I feel like... They're now getting better. We we <laughs> should have hammered them at the beginning. It was kind of like the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Earlier on in the year, you have to hammer the props because if, once the weeks go by... Like, dude, if you would have put if you would have put a certain amount of money on, like we talked about an NBA on Banch- Paulo Banchero of the Magic, his points was like fourteen. Then it was twelve, or 20, then it was like eighteen. Now it's like twenty-four, yeah. and he's right around that every yeah, game. It's twenty-two and a half. Yeah, last so it's hard. Time I looked right, so it's like it's the same with the props with the NFL. It's like now it's like, oh, this guy will have five and a half catches, and he ends with five. It's like okay. Well, I also had um, Tyree Kill. Wait, what's your what was your record? Did you go through yours? No, but go. this is related. Uh, regarding the props, literally on Sunday, I had Tyree Kills over seven and a half catches. He finished with seven. Yep. Yeah, I had Jalen Waddle over five and a half receptions. He had five. I had, the week before I had Diggs over six and a half receptions, and he had six. It's like, how are you guys figuring out these lines so that they have literally a half catch less than what is projected yeah it's so annoying well and i think it's the thing too it's like crazy i mean some of mine were like i just started going yards because it's like stefan Diggs breaks a big one almost every game yeah so he no. might only have four catches but he has 98 yards yeah and it's like the same with tyree kill the bro gets the ball and he could run for 120 yeah true so. all right my record was a cool casual 10 10 and one 
Um, so I was two and two NBA, just another average. five and four NCAA football, and three, four, and one in the NFL. Yeah, but like you said, it could have gone either way. I mean, it was literally teetering, teetering, and it is ending in a tie. Yeah, it's typical. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, well, there you go. At least I didn't lose my lock of the week. Yeah, I think I was one and one on locks. <laughs> yep. Bengals, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Oh well. Carrying me. Okay, let's do this beer and seltzer. What seltzer are we drinking today? Yeah, so we already tried one of them. This time we're going back to the Jose Cuervo, but this one is the Jose Cuervo Playa Mar Lime. And the mm-hmm. significance of this is obviously there's tequila, and there's one of Nair's favorite drinks is uh, tequila lime. Correct? What's well, tequila? It it it's a it's a Mexican mule. It's basically a Moscow mule, but you substitute tequila in. So it's there's ginger beer and lime. It's lime, and then it's um, tequila. Tequila. Yeah. So we're missing just the ginger beer, which is okay because yeah. ginger beer is. I like it. Um, and then the beer that we're going with is from Boulevard Brewing Company. It's kind of a cool can. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, Boulevard Brewing Company. Which is in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. Shout out. Yeah. And the beer is Dream Vision, which is an orange vanilla ale. Yeah. It looks like a popsicle. It tastes, it should, I'm I'm hoping it it looks like a dreamsicle. Yeah, I'm hoping it tastes kind of like a popsicle. Like those orange popsicles. Dreamsicles. Yeah. Yeah. I have high hopes for this one because, I mean, what's not to like with the. Orange creamsicle. Yeah. Nothing beats a good old... Looks a little cloudy. Nothing beats a good old ice cream on a hot summer day, spring day. There's nothing wrong with ice cream, especially these orange creamsicles. Look at that. I'm a big fan of the popsicles that have ice cream in them. Oh, you like those? Yeah, I am. Well, you get more, so it could... <laughs> all right. Oh, it smells. Oh yeah, it smells very. It smells like college. No, it smells very bubbly. Oh, that's an interesting flavor. Because I think the first one we had was grapefruit or guava. Um, it was one of the two. It was a pink can. I can't remember. Yeah. Hmm. I actually don't think it's that bad. No, I like this. Yeah, this is actually not bad. It is solid. Sim- it is similar to You can it. taste the lime, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's got some bubbles in it. It's got some carbs. Carbonation. Carbs. How many carbs is there? Is it in there? Zero. So no carbs. Carbonation. It doesn't have carbs. It's got carb. Anations. Carb. Anations. Anations. It kind of like the bubbles. This is kind of in your mouth. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of turning. Which is kind of not great. (laughs) But the first few sips were fine. I mean, I thought they were pretty good. It's like uh, the pop rocks. 
It just like keeps fizzing. Yeah. I have a different member memory of fizzing in my mouth, but um, yeah, I don't care, think it, care to let the listeners in. No, that's a different story. We'll talk about <laughs> it later. Um, aka never. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six four. That's in between like four numbers there. Really? Think six four was actually on the higher. I was between six two, six five, and then I said six four. I was also thinking six three, so it was in the range. So somewhere between six two and six five, and you went six, six four. four. So it's on the higher end of my range. Uh-huh. Between those four. All right. I'll go seven seven oh. I like it. And I would drink another one. The uh and the thing about a Mexican mule, for those of you that have not had them before, it is a little bit bubbly, you know, with the the combination of the tequila and the ginger beer specifically. Mm-hmm. Um but if you like those flavors, it's kind of like a a little bit of a amped up uh, tequila soda. Okay, so just like it, yeah. If you if you have had one of those before, right? But yeah, sure. I think this is good. I think it is good. Now that you say the pop rocks thing, I can definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It doesn't influence it too bad for me, but right. All right, we're going to the creamsicle. The vanilla, vanilla creamsicle, orange vanilla ale. It, it, it's it's very cloudy. It's like a hazy IPA almost. It says orange you glad on it. Look at this. You can't even see through the glass. It is hazy. Yeah. What is it? A vanilla ale. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. That is not expect what I expected it to taste like. It's like uh Okay, I'm going to throw this out there. This is a bold take. It almost tastes like orange juice with a little kick. Yeah, I was, Dude, it does. I was going to say There's orange no juice. There's no fizz. It goes down super smooth. I was going to go orange juice. I'm Yeah, it tastes It's a actually kind of like scary that there's alcohol juice. in here because this is... Like, smelling it, you don't expect the taste. No. It's, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of orange juice flavor. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it truly does taste like orange juice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for them. Hmm. What is it? 6%? 5.7? No. 5.7. So not bad. Mm-mm. Wow. 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 Yeah. All right. Whenever you're ready. 7.2. Wow. I think it's very good, and I also think this is... To me, like a brewery beer on a summer day sitting outside and being like, okay, you know what? It's not heavy at all. Tastes like an orange light beer. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think it's very good, actually. I mean, like I said, you smell it and you're like, oh, it just smells like your normal beer. And then when you taste it, you're like, whoa, that's orange juice. Mm-hmm. No pulp. No pulp. You're not a pulp guy? Mm-mm. Actually, Loki don't really drink orange juice, but... Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go six one. Okay. And the reason being is one, not a big fan of orange juice. Ooh, see that's a killer then. Yeah. That's a killer. So I think overall the beer is pretty good and yeah. I wanna like it, but I'm not a big orange juice guy because it 
If you don't like orange juice, it takes yeah. me here. Transparently, it kind of messes with my stomach a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like orange juice, probably not. I mean, you're already it's six one, and not liking orange juice is pretty high for this. I would say. Yeah. I mean, you don't like orange juice. No, I know, but I it's it tastes pretty good. Oh, I think it's for a beer. Good. Yeah, you know, so like that's what bumps up the the rating a little bit. Right. Um, but it's also why it's below. The what my threshold is to have yeah. another because you don't like orange juice yeah 100 percent. yeah it's very fair so so do you, you don't like like the little clementines like the little cuties i'll eat i'll eat the clementines yeah oh, not, not that often juice. yeah but yeah. orange juice i don't know what it is but it just kind of doesn't kinda messes sit. with you yeah it doesn't sit uh, well with me i mean I, I, yeah pretty good good for missouri it's pretty good yeah from kansas city missouri yeah kc man. uh okay so six four for the Jose Cuervo lime from Dave, and seven zero for me, and then for the uh, what is it? The Boulevard Brewing Co. Dream Vision. Dave had a seven two, and I had a six one. Yeah. So we kind of flipped. We flipped. I mean, that's two solid beers or solid beer and seltzer though. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. One's for you. One's for me. Bang. All right, y'all. So. We're going to spend most of the time talking about college basketball in probably, I don't know, give it six to eight minutes or so, but we're just going to run through some quick uh, NCAA football, Mm -hmm. just a little quick rundown because there was a few notable games this week, and then touch on all the NFL stuff that we do, and then get heavy into the the college college basketball. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, college football. Mm Mm-hmm. What do we see? Well, obviously, there's a lot of movement, but I think after watching the Georgia Tennessee game, I think Georgia. I mean, it would be ups. It would be an upset if Georgia doesn't win the college football playoff. I mean, they're just dominant on both sides of the ball. I they mean, look they're very so good. good. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is very good, and obviously, it's hard to go play on the road. I get that, but Georgia literally defensively took care of business. Offensively, looked unreal, mm-hmm. and so. I mean, and they, they just solidify themselves in a spot in the college football playoff unless they really mess up and lose a game going forward, but I don't see that happening. Right. But So I think that, and then I think at the same time, I don't know. I This could be the first year that I remember that Alabama loses three games in a season. You think they're going to lose again? I think they could lose to Ole Miss this weekend. Hmm. They just don't look very good offensively. And Bryce Young is very good. He just – and their running back, this kid, Gibbs kid, is unbelievable. Their wide receivers just don't seem like they're really aspect. I mean, look at the wide receiver cores they've had in years past. I mean, they've been dominant. Yeah, it's insane. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they finish out the year because it's also the first time in a long time that people have kind of said, okay, well, I mean, there's a very very small chance that they make it to the playoff. Yeah, I, if, I mean, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think they will. I mean, at this point, I don't because, think it's possible because they would have to have a team really mess up. They would have to beat Ole Miss. It Tennessee would have, be, would have to potentially lose again, and then somebody would lose to Georgia, and they would sneak their way in. But I don't even think they would. I think they would give it to a different conference, like a mm-hmm. TCU or like a USC, Pac-12, whatever, or well, not, Pac, not even USC anymore, or potentially USC or UCLA, Oregon, whatever you want to say. There's well, other teams that deserve it. I think there's, I mean, there's two locked-in teams in the playoff already, in my oh, opinion. Oh, you think so? Yeah, Georgia 
And then whoever wins oh, the Ohio I State Michigan a team game. I didn't think you were going to get that. I mean, that. I think that's yeah. obvious. Like, Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Those two, yeah, 100%. Georgia is in, like, cut and dried. That's it. They're mm-hmm. in. And whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game in whatever, however many weeks that is, I think two that's to the three. Last week. So it's not this week, next. It's three. Three weeks? Yep. Yeah. So those two teams in. Yep. Cut and dry, done. And then the other two spots. You're looking at a couple things depending on what happens the rest of the way. You got if TCU keeps winning, which they're a touchdown underdog this weekend, so that'll be interesting. But if TCU wins all their games, then they're in. Right. Which is three. Yep. And then you have to decide if Oregon runs the table, then do they get another shot at Georgia? Or... Do you, if Tennessee keeps winning, then do they get in and go two SEC teams and not Alabama? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard because I think TCU, like you kind of look at it and like TCU is the four seed right now, which could obviously flip, but they, if they win out, they kind of deserve to be in the top four. Yeah. If and they, Oregon if, kind of gets left out. If they win, then they'll be in. If they win the rest of their regular season games, they'll be in. Yeah, that's I, not really a question anymore. If it, I did think if Alabama won that game last week, then there was a possibility that um, Alabama would sneak in potentially. That yeah, one of either like TCU or the Pac-12 winner, um, they wouldn't get in. Yeah. Or or if Clemson would have won last week, like they're kind of out now. Right. But if Clemson would have won, and if Alabama would have won, and the top at the top, it wouldn't have really changed much. I think you could have seen potentially a TCU or a Clemson that hadn't lost yet mm-hmm. not be in it. Yeah. Well, and I think here's the thing: is if like, Alabama you look at the only Pac-12, had one loss, like if the Pac-12, who all have one loss at the top, like Oregon has a loss, obviously to Georgia, USC has a loss, UCLA has a loss. Obviously, USC and UCLA play not this week, but the week after. And the winner will probably go play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Does winner deserve... I mean, that's a pretty heavy conference. It, Like you said, though, if TCU is already there. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, the only team that's solidified, there's two teams, like you said. Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan or Ohio State. And then Georgia. And mm-hmm. here's the thing is, like, this weekend, I think... I know I was watching a little bit of the Ohio State game against Northwestern. I mean... The conditions were really, really bad, but Ohio State didn't look very good. So it's yeah, like, yeah, but they'll be fine. I mean, they're fine, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, when you got to beat teams, I mean, this is the time of the year where it's like you got to beat teams, and you got to beat beat teams. Yeah, like, but this is when you run up the table, and like, there's nothing true to run up the table. They already know that they only have one game that they need to win. Like, yeah, win win. Mm-hmm. The other ones, if they, as long as they win, yeah. then they're fine. Yeah, like, they don't have to up. blow anybody out. Yeah, it's heating up. I mean, okay, up. so here's the last thing that we got to look at. Oregon, they play Washington this weekend. Yeah. They're number 25. Mm-hmm. Then they play Utah. They're number 13. Then they play Oregon State, who was just ranked. So they actually have a pretty tough remaining schedule. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at USC. I mean, USC plays Colorado, UCLA, and Notre Dame. Yeah, you Notre so Dame Colorado's a cakewalk, and then you got UCLA and Notre Dame. Yeah, no, 100% Colorado's trash, but UCLA, that's tough at UCLA. Then you have 
Notre Dame, sure it's at home, but Notre Dame also just knocked off Clemson. Like, I would say easiest schedule is for sure UCLA's, mm-hmm. especially getting to play at home against USC. your best, your hardest competition, USC. Yeah. The thing is, you Oregon already beat UCLA during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it would be a good matchup. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, it's yeah. But here's the deal: if if UCLA only loses one time during the year and wins the Pac-12, it's going to be tough. Hundred percent. I think. Hundred percent. But the problem is they're twelve. Like they're kind of back. So yeah, but if they you... beat USC, they could easily hop up to top six, five, six, depending yeah. on who else plays. But if you have a Tennessee that's only lost one game and their remaining schedule is easy, I know they dude. won't even be in the SEC championship, so they won't have an, another loss to like Georgia or Alabama or whatever or Ole Miss. I know. Dude, so it's tough. I don't know. I could. Well, what's your top four or what's your four that you think are going to make the playoffs? Right now, right now, well, so what's your Georgia's pred- solidified? Prediction? Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Well, I mean, should I give my? I think you Michigan. Gotta, you got to predict the four that I are think in the playoff. Be, uh, Georgia, Michigan, mm-hmm. Oregon, Tennessee, hmm. and I think the only reason is I, I truthfully do. I don't want to say this because I do love the Horn Frogs. Texas is tough. That's a tough matchup. You lose this weekend. Well, if they lose this weekend, yeah, then their college football playoff hopes are gone. Right. It's, it's a good team. I mean, the Big 12 isn't really slouches, but good mm-hmm. teams. Um, I think it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and USC. USC. So USC is going to win the Pac-12. Yep. And t- TCU is going to fall out. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing: is what's crazy is, I hope if they'll if two SEC teams make it, and I think they would do it this way, they then have it where one's one and one's three, so then they would play each other in the championship. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you could even do it where it's one and four, and just hey, okay, only one SEC team's going to the championship. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I think it'll be because just based off of that, right? Ohio State beats Michigan, so Michigan falls back. TCU uh, loses, they fall back, so then Tennessee moves up to three, and then USC, who would then beat UCLA, they beat potentially Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, then they move up to four. Right. Yeah, it'll be an exciting... That's what I think will happen. It'll be a very exciting kind of last few weeks, obviously, always is, so... Yep. All right, let's jump to uh, the NFL here, nice and quick. So well, game of the week, NCAA football. Oh yeah, I'm going quick. Tulane, UCF, the Tulane. I've been riding them for a long time. I'm, I'm not predicting anything right now, but that winner is basically the top of the their conference. They're both yep. at the top, both yeah, ranked teams. So uh, I'm gonna go with Oregon, Washington. Again, Washington boys. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a high scoring game. I think it'll be in the 40s. Like both teams left. Oh, like, I was just I was like, dude. Both teams will be in the forties. Yeah, I mean, so, the last Washington game was twenty-four twenty, and the winds were seventy miles an hour. So yeah, Oregon scores literally in the forties every single week. Yeah, Oregon's fun to watch. And Oregon's Washington, watch. this last game might have been their first game not scoring in the forties. Yeah, so, so that'll be a good game. All right, now we're going to the NFL. Yeah. So what are we starting with? Well, I mean. 
I think the biggest thing, if we're going quick, is Bills losing to the Jets was... Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jets are no slouches. Don't get me wrong. I think they're 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. They're no slouches. Obviously, they come to uh, U.S. Bank here in a little bit, a few weeks. But it just looked like the Bills just never really had it. But then also, I'm going to go back to what I said last week and shout out to the couple of people who texted me about the Packers and weren't, weren't very happy with me. They stink. They stink. Jordan Love will be your starting quarterback in three weeks because you guys will be done. So Aaron Rodgers' time is over. I'm going to say it right now. You guys are terrible. You guys stink. Awesome. The Lions stink. You guys stink. Well, yeah, if the Lions beat them. And here's the thing is the worst part about it is Aaron Rodgers goes on these interviews, which is fine. Pat McAfee, whatever, great, whatever. And he's like, I've thrown so many touchdowns in my past. Like, I don't need to talk. That pass to David Bakhtiari was so bad. So bad. I could have made it. I literally could have made that pass. I could have. I don't even know what hand to throw the ball with. I could make that pass. Yeah, he's he's been throwing a lot of interceptions. And he keeps blatant. It's like, oh, my receiver. And I get it. You had a lot of drop balls. I do get that. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But, dude, like some of these, on the you had two picks on the goal line. Two picks. Yeah. You have A.J. Good. Dillon, don't you? Run the ball. Mm-hmm. You have A.J. Dillon. Yeah, uh, let's give the Jets their respect. They're six and three. Not, six and three. They're good. They uh, yeah, they were five and three. They beat the Bills. I mean, they're mm-hmm. good. Their defense is good. Sauce Gardner is basically de- rookie defensive player of the year or whatever it is. I mean, he's good. Already locked in. Yeah, he's good. So they're fun to watch. I mean, Bills. I think hopefully Josh Allen isn't too hurt. I think he'll be fine. I think that they're still just as good. But I mean, Dolphins, Jets, Bills. That conference. Come on. Patriots are fourth, and they're almost five. They're over five hundred. Yeah, they? they are over five hundred. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Crazy. So, what just stood out to you? Anything? Um, I don't know. I think the Rams and the Bucks are both overrated, and they kind of stink together. Yeah, I think. I think I will say this. Wasn't that your game of the week last week? Yeah, it was actually a pretty good game. I mean, it came down to that. Wait, well, game of the week is not necessarily the highest scoring. Game of the week, they came down to the last possession. And it was also brutal to watch. 100%. I, I, do, I will say this. I do think that game was the Buccaneers' turning point of their year. So you think they're going to be good? I think they'll win their division. Well, that's not saying much. They're playing against the Falcons and the Panthers. Hey, you got to play who you got to play. And the Saints. Hey, you got to play who you got to uh, play. The crappy Saints. Hey, you got to play who you got to play. All I'm going to say is I think that was a turning point a little bit. I think they're starting. I mean, I don't want to say starting to figure out. I think they're okay. I mean, but yeah, I, I will agree. Both teams look terrible. The Rams, I don't even know if they know what they're doing. Like, they literally look awful. They literally, in the last few possessions, almost turned into the old school Vikings where they were like, oh, we're up by a certain amount of points. Well, let's just let them go down the field. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, stupid. So bad. So, I don't know. Rams are brutal. Obviously, we're going to have a new Super Bowl because the Rams won't even make the playoffs. But, I mean, I think it'll be fun. You have a game of the week? This week, I'm going Chargers 49ers. Chargers 49ers. Even though the Chargers have a lot of injuries, I still think, I mean, one, the 49ers are legit now. And two, I think the Chargers can figure out a way to keep it close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I mean, it's Sunday night, so it should be prime time. I mean, Herbert's a, Herbert's a great quarterback, obviously, without Mike Williams and if Keenan Allen ever plays again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that'll be a good matchup for sure. How many, what's the, uh, what do you think the over-under is for running back receptions? I'm gonna, Total? Like yeah, combined? I'm going to set it at 
14 and a half. Ooh, that's a pretty good set because I was going to say it would be around 13. So I'll say under 14 and a half. Mm. I think it's You're saying good. combined? Yeah. yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. Yeah. I think it'll be more than that. I think the thing is Debo's back now, so the 49ers will kind of try to spread it out to Debo. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I think Debo will have a great game. I think the Chargers' defense is pretty bad, which they should be good. They have superstars there. but They've had a lot of injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Too bad. It should be a good game. All right. So what are your smash don't pass picks? What's your quarterback? Oh, yeah. So last week we were both 1-2. and two. Not yeah. great. Our quarterback So smashed. overall records are 15-12 and 12 for myself. 12 and 15 for David. Yeah. So my smash this week is Trevor Lawrence, 17.0 projection. Plays at Kansas City. Obviously, we know how that works. You got to score to beat Kansas City. I think he'll have more than 17. I think he'll throw for two touchdowns. Hmm. Okay. One will be to ETN, of course, because ETN apparently is a god. Obviously. I'm going with Danny Jones. 17 and a half is his projection. And. He had nine the week before their bye, so that was his down week. However, before that, he was averaging 19 points. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's more, 19 or 17 and a half? Probably 19. So, and they played the Texans. Yeah, they played the Texans, and so, I mean, you might as well just dump it off to Saquon. That's basically a run, yeah. and then he'll just go score a 60-yard touchdown. I mean, Saquon might have 80 points that game. Um, moving on to running backs, my running back is Miles Sanders. Uh, for your Eagles, 12.7 projection. They play Monday night against Washington. Obviously a rivalry game in the, the same division. I think uh, Miles Sanders will smash his 12.7. It's hmm. averaging 15 points a game this season in fantasy. Yeah, that's pretty good. He was also the person that told people not to draft him. He's a fraud, but I'm going with him. Yeah, he's figuring it out. Uh, I'm going with Cordero Patterson, 12.4. Yeah. The utility uh, man, Cordero. He's back from injury. He was still getting worked into the offense offense last week, and he already scored. He so two touchdowns, I think. Yeah. yeah, he scored twice. So, I mean, last week getting reacclimated this week obviously his snap share will go up yeah full go and so like i mean they're playing the panthers thursday night somebody's got to score at least one touchdown it might as well be cordero oh god yeah they do play the panthers that was a great game last time Uh, my pass catcher is my boy rondell moore projected 11.2 they play the rams I do think Jalen Ramsey, who I, I don't know if he's been good this year. I think he's gotten torched so many times. But he'll most likely be on DeAndre Hopkins because they have a little back and forth smack talk. And I think they're starting to use Rondell more and more in the slot. So he's getting a few more touches. I mean, he's electric with the ball, but just got to give him the ball. So 11.2, smash it. Well, the thing about Rondell Moore, what they've started to do is in two receiver sets, he's out wide, right? And so it's DeAndre Hopkins on one side and then Rondale on the other side. But then in three wide receiver sets, when they bring in shitty Robbie Anderson, he is awful. But they put Robbie Anderson on one side. Well, that would be Marquise Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But they (laughs) traded for Robbie Anderson, and he is awful. Anyways, they have Robbie Anderson on one side. They have DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. And then they have Rondale in the slot. And that's where he's eaten. Why, why Why? don't they just play? Like, is A.J. Green hurt? He must be hurt. He's just too old. He's better than Robbie. 
He's a big he body. He might be. He might be. And Dorch is better than Robbie. The problem. Robbie's is, bad. He's bad. Yeah. He he cost the Cardinals a lot of yards last game. He dropped one that hit him dang near in the face mask. But the problem with Dorch, I think, is he's too similar to Rondale. Like he's better in the slot, and obviously Rondale is much better at that position than him. Yeah, because he can catch a ball. So then it kind of puts Dorch out, and that's why tough. they got Robbie because Hollywood got hurt. And Robbie Anderson with the Cardinals, fun fact, has one reception in three games on seven targets for negative four yards. Yeah, he's bad. Dude, what? Just don't play. I don't know if you can look up penalty yards and like potential yards that he could have had because it's a lot more, and he's. I'll say this: sucky. I actually, truthfully, out of that trade or whatever they did, I don't know if they traded for whatever they got. They the traded Panthers for Robbie Anderson for a few picks. Was yeah. it picks? Yeah. The the Panthers won that trade. Well, yeah. Sorry, Terrence Marshall now for the Panthers, decent. Wow. DJ Moore, decent. Terrace, Terrace, whatever his name. Put is. some respect. T Marshall, decent. And so now they're actually doing it. PJ Walker. Well, last game wasn't great against the Bengals. Baker Mayfield stinks, but you're working for the future. Yeah. And Robbie Ankle. Robbie's not good. All right, my pass catcher is Darnell Mooney. 10.7 projected points. Um, He's starting to figure it out. Honestly, Darnell, he really only needs one catch, and he could be over 10.7. He's a deep threat. Justin Fields doesn't throw it that much. He also doesn't throw for that many yards. However... I think Darnell gets a deep one this week, and then it's basically like one or two more catches, and he's over the projection. Yeah, or he just needs to get an end zone. I mean, they play Detroit. Exactly. That's why. So I thought I think he's gonna do okay. Smash him. Yeah. Smash him. That's what they say. That's what the cool kids say. Yep. All right. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, that was a very Midwest thing to say. <laughs> yeah, we also spent way more time in football than I think we were playing. Yeah. Anyways, so college basketball started this week mm-hmm. on Monday was the first games. And so we're going to give you guys a little update on some of the main conferences as well as some teams to look out for 100%. and what what that's looking like. So let's just roll through the, um, the main conferences first mm-hmm. and then will go into kind of the overall landscape of it all. Right. All right, so we're starting with the American Conference. Which mainly, won't take very long. Yeah. I mean, Houston I mean, Houston has a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're bringing back, obviously, Sasser. They're bringing – they have two great freshmen coming in. I mean, they're – and their coach is electric. Like, their coach – I mean, 700 career wins just passed it this past week. I mean, it's just he, – he prepares them to win. And he doesn't take anything. If you're their best player and you're still playing bad, you're out. We're replacing you. And they've been solid for a long time. So, I mean, Houston, it's really Houston in their own tier. Then you got, well, Memphis, I guess you could say. I hate Memphis. Their court also sucks. They Have you seen that court? Court is like multicolored. I believe I have, yeah. It's terrible. It's like grayish, I think. I'll pull it up. I think it's gray. Yeah. But uh yeah, I hate Memphis. They always bring in this like daunting recruit. Oh, it's blue. It's court. Yeah, but what what are we doing? Or is it is it blue or gray? It's like a mixture of kind of like both, but it's oh, well, this is a bad thing. But like it's like it's like light blue and then inside the paint is like stripes, like yeah. a tiger stripes. Ooh. Very intimidating. Yeah, a that blue is intimidating. freaking court. Um, I think that Memphis is so overrated always. They always bring in 
supposedly really good recruiting classes, but then they always bust because they don't know how to play to basketball. Right. They're just show they're show guys. Yeah. Which is so annoying. So honestly, I always root against Memphis. So yeah, I don't think they'll be very good. Yeah. So I mean, that's the American. I mean, Houston's gonna win. Period. Sorry. They should win. Yeah. Who's the? Uh, do you think anybody can? Do you think they'll have any conference losses? Um, I think I don't know. I mean, Wichita State obviously new coach. Will play a factor, but I don't know. I, I truly do he's not. Been, know. I think he's been there for one or two years. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just the assistant. But I mean, either way, I don't see them having a lot. I mean, obviously, you play a lot of games, so like, could one or two here? I, I truly think at maximum they would have one conference loss. One. That's my pick for conference mm-hmm. losses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they're good. They are good. And they play every game like it matters. Like, they don't take any, any, any games off. Nope. So, that's the American for me. Yeah. The American is Houston. Yes. Period. All okay. right, we're moving on. So, let's go to the ACC next. This will be a little bit more fun. There's yeah. a little bit more teams here. Definitely more teams. Obviously, the North Carolinas, the big dogs. Um, Armando Baycott coming back. Yeah, well, the thing about North Carolina, they pretty much brought most of their guys back. Yeah, I mean, they got R.J. Davis. They got uh, Caleb, Caleb Love. Love. They got Baycott. I love their coach, too. He's a great guy. Yeah, what's his name? No idea. <laughs> it's Hubert Davis. Come on. So I could tell you what he looked like. They got Hubert Davis second year as the coach after Roy Williams, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Their run last year, I've seen people compare it to UCLA the last the year prior, and then um, we all know that UCLA didn't. They just had a ton of injuries, COVID issues last year, so they didn't ever get to the potential that they had. Mm-hmm. However, I think North Carolina is going to be a force to be reckoned with. They got experience, they got guys that are back for another year, and they also made a run last year to the national championship. And lost to uh, I don't know. who who did they lose to? Oh, Kansas, duh. Yeah. So they lost to Kansas. I think that I mean the reason why all these dudes came back was to win it, and I think that they're gonna be close if not win it. Oh yeah, and I think here's the thing: is I think you obviously have in the ACC, you obviously have like Duke, Virginia is always solid. They never score points, but they just play defense. I just, I do truly think, I think Duke will be fine. Obviously, Duke gets huge recruits. I think it'll be a moving Well, they had, they had the number one recruiting class in the country. 100%. And I think, but the thing I always notice, and it's kind of like the same with Kentucky, is it always takes them a little bit to get going. Like, yeah. yes, they figure it out at the end. Yes, they figure it out down the road. Yes, they figure it out, whatever. But to me, it always just seems like at the beginning of the year, it's like, okay, these guys were fantastic seniors in high school, big-time people. Now it's like, okay, now you guys got to perform together, gel together. It takes a little mm-hmm. bit of time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with returners for North Carolina, they don't really have to do that. They already have gelled. Obviously, they're bringing some probably great recruits in. But So I think those two are obviously the big dog. I think, yeah, I was going to say team. I think Virginia is a solid team. I hate betting on Virginia because they play so slow. Oh, my gosh, they're brutal to watch. 
Tony Bennett's a great coach, but come on, dude. Score a bucket. It's brutal. I think it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I think uh I think Miami will be better than Virginia. Yeah, I could see that. I think Virginia So the thing about Miami, they made a run last year, Elite Eight. Then they bring in a dude from Kansas State. Mm-hmm. His name's Nigel Pack. And so they bring him in. They still have Isaiah Wong. He's good. Who's legit, right? And they play a fun style of offense. Um, and so I think that they are just like in a position where they have older guys that have been around the block a little bit and they're very confident in their abilities. So like I feel like it'll be those three towards the top. North Carolina, Duke and uh Miami. And Miami. Yeah. I think Isaiah Wong could I mean he's I mean obviously Armando Baycott's probably the favorite to be player of the year in the ACC. Yes, definitely. Isaiah Wong, I mean that kid can put up buckets. Baycott is a preseason All-American. Yeah, which I mean he deserves it. But I'm Isaiah Wong don't sleep. Yeah, don't sleep on him, I mean. Yeah. Uh, biggest storyline of this conference. You get one. Go. Mine? Yeah. I think Notre Dame stinks. I'm gonna say it. That's the storyline. Like That's my storyline. I don't think they'll. I think they'll. <laughs> what? I think they'll be in the lower half of them. What? I hate watching Notre Dame. They also lost me a lot of games last year. That They're is... bad. Also, I miss Buddy Bayham. I will say that is such a random storyline. It's a great storyline. <laughs> I mean, you look at the rest of the teams. I truly think that Notre Dame will be in the bottom half. Bottom six. What is it? Bottom seven? They have 14 now? Yeah. They have 15. 15. I think they'll be at best eight, which is below half. <laughs> that is so random. They're returning three of five starters. Don't care. <laughs> They're boring. They're not fun to watch. No. Okay. So that's your top storyline at ACC. Yep. My top storyline is... You expect Duke to still be really good. However, nobody's seen John Shire in the head coaching position. So I think it'll be interesting to see, specifically in the early season, as well as as the season goes on, how that plays out. Is he Does he just like step into the head coaching position at Duke and is just like nothing changed? And it's like, oh, yeah, like it used to be Coach K, and now it's John Shire, and now it's just like they're still always good. I mean, you expect that because they have the number one recruiting class, and he's been there a long time. He played there, but you don't really know until it happens. So that's what I think will be the top storyline. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're Duke. You expect. You expect it, but you never really know until you're in that situation. The first chair is a lot different than the second. You actually have to make decisions. Well, I think, I mean, and I'll say this I think towards the end of Mike Krzyzewski's career, I think, I don't think Mike was making very many decisions. No yeah. offense to the guy. The guy wasn't even there for half the game. Something happened to him. No, Fortunately, it was health yeah, he conditions. Was. But what do you mean? The guy literally left like six games because of health. Mm. 100%. It was like a huge story. He sat out like five games. He'll be fine. Right. He'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, do you think North Carolina wins that conference? Yes. Yes. I actually think it goes... Yeah, I think it's North Carolina, Duke. I, I will say this. It's probably the preseason, whatever. 
I will say it stays the same. I think it's North Carolina, Duke, then Virginia. And you probably think Miami is better than Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, so. But North Carolina and Duke will be the top, I think. I think I'm going to pick... Uh... I think I'm going to pick Miami to be second. So I'll go North Carolina, Miami, Duke. Okay. I'm sticking with Duke at second. All right. See what happens. All right. Let's go to the big... Big East. Oh, we're going to the Big East. Or do you have Big 12? Yeah, go to the Big East. Well, Big East, obviously the big story is Creighton getting their guys back. I mean, Creighton, obviously preseason top 10 is huge. Obviously, Nemhard coming back is big time a broken wrist last year they're good they're a solid team i mean mcdermott's a decent coach they're solid team so i think creighton's pretty good obviously then you have villanova who just lost quite a bit of guys but they're always ready to roll it'll be interesting to see how they do without the head coach jay wright that is a storyline folks (laughs) that jay wright is my storyline that he retired he did on top he should retire he's a great coach great guy great person would you say that he retired on top? Yeah, I think he was one of the best coaches in college basketball. I think he was a top five coach in college basketball. So yes, that would be on close to top. I would if you're a top close five. To top. If you're a top five in anything you do, you're pretty much on top. I think. Okay. Some would argue that if you're not number one, then you're not on top. But that's an argument for a different day. Um, but there can only be one number one, though. So there's only one guy on top. Yeah, that's the definition of being on top is top one. Technically, that. So Mike Krzyzewski is not top one coach of all time, college because he didn't finish on top though. He didn't win the national championship. Well, like, what's the definition of on top? Well, you could argue that he's. On, I mean, you can't have two guys that retire the same year and they're both on top. I would say he's one of the top five. So yeah, I should. Okay, so on top, top five. He's one of the best okay, coaches of five. all time. All right, top five. That's fine. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Creighton will be just fine in the Big East. Yeah, there's not really any other teams. I mean, it's hard to play. I mean, Seton Hall is a good team. They lost some guys. UConn, I don't know. UConn's tough to predict, but they lost also some few guys. But, I mean, they're just a lot of solid, solid teams. I mean, I feel like every time some team in the – the Big East goes and plays against Butler. It's like Butler at home is unbelievable somehow. Yeah, that's because they got a pretty cool stadium. Yeah, but you would, yeah, they're just, it's basketball. Yeah. Patrick Ewing, unfortunately, probably going to be his last year at Georgetown. Hopefully. They've kind of stunk it up since he's gotten there. So he'll probably be done, unfortunately. Um, I mean, let's see, what else? I mean, Creighton. They're pretty much the squad. <laughs> yeah, I think Creighton is. I think Villanova, potentially, obviously, with a new coach, that's tough. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that Creighton, yeah, still has got to be the favorite, which they probably are. Yes, they are a favorite. Yeah, so see what happens. I don't think there's really anything other than that. But, I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is one of the conferences, though, it always seems like there's always some kind of movement. Like, is St. John's finally going to make a push? Probably not, but they could. Probably not. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. All right, so we're going to move to the Big 12 now? Big 12 or Big 10? All right, let's go to the Big 10. Okay. All right, Big 10. Yeah, what do you think? 
Um, I think it's a tough year to watch your Gophers play basketball. Um, so that's no surprise. I think I, I truly think this will be an interesting race at the top. Obviously, Illinois is very good. Indiana brings back uh, Thompson. He's very, very good. Who? Race Thompson? Race Thompson. Or what's his brother's name? Tristan, whatever. No, it's Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, Trace Jackson Davis. I think Davis. that's who you're thinking. Yeah, Race Thompson, though. Yeah. And then Race have, Thompson is a solid starter. Yeah. But he's not Trace Jackson Davis. No, Trace Jackson Davis is probably the preseason player of the year in the Big Ten. Incorrect. Who is it? It's Hunter Dickinson. No. I I will put money right now that Trace Jackson Davis is a better has better stats than Hunter Dickinson. By far. So it's well, the votes were fourteen for Hunter and thirteen for Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, and Trace Jackson Davis will win it. He's a more universal player all around and Indiana needs him badly. Those two literally got twenty votes. 27 of the 28 votes. <laughs> yes, they should. It's a two-man race. I mean, I think Hunter Dickinson's solid. I think, I don't know. I think Trick, we'll call him TJD. Keep it simple. <laughs> it's a new new one. I mean, I just think he's better. I mean, I just think he's more universal. Like I said, he's just more athletic, I think. Hunter Dickinson's a great player, but I think Indiana, I actually think Indiana has a chance to win the conference over Illinois and Michigan. That's what I would take to win. Indiana. I mean, are you saying that as a, like, crazy revelation? No. What I'm saying is, no. not even looking at the predictions, I would say Indiana would win. I think you could pick all three of those teams to win the championship, to win the big time. Indiana, Illinois, Michigan. Correct. Gotcha. Those are the top three preseason. In that order? Indiana, Illinois, Michigan in that there order. There we go. And it will stay like that. I think Michigan States are frauds. Shout out. Andrew, our boy Andrew Novak, but I don't think Michigan State's that good. Yeah, no, they're not going to be that good. good. I mean, I would say that if I had to choose, Indiana's going to be tough. Um, But I also think that, I don't know, Michigan, I think they'll probably be pretty solid. The thing about Illinois, I mean, they're up there. They, uh, they have a lot of potential, and they have a lot of new guys. Right. Which so I that'll think. be interesting to see, mm-hmm. is how do all the new guys come in? I mean, they got Terrence Shannon Jr. You know where he was from. At Texas Tech. Yeah. Matthew he's, Mayer. He's good. Mayer. I mean, they're bringing all the dudes from the Big 12 over. Yeah. They I mean, got Mayer's good. They got uh, Dane Danger. Who is that? He went to Baylor. He was at Baylor. Oh. He's a Minnesota guy. He, he was at Park Center. Dane Danger. Yeah. Interesting. He transferred to Illinois. It's hard, though. you got to replace it. I mean, there's some good... I mean, Kofi Coburn looked like he was there for eight years, but... Well, yeah. I mean... Solid guy yeah, he's going to be somebody that you got to fill his spot. But they got Sky Clark. He's coming in. Yeah. Should be decent. So you have Illinois one, or you have Michigan one? <sighs> Because it sounds like right now you're all over Illinois, but you just said you were all over Michigan. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. What are we doing here? I think one of them is going to win, but I think Indiana's going to be second. So I don't know who's going to pick, who's going to be first, and who's going to be third. Um, I think that, mm, I don't know. I'll say Michigan third because I think that. You just said Michigan. Didn't you just say at the beginning of this, Michigan was the team? They were solid? No, I do think they're solid. 
Oh, so they're third. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think yeah, solid in the Big Ten at third is. I feel like that falls in line, but I think I, I think that they're just a little bit too hot and cold for me, like to Big win Ten, the Big Ten. Big Ten might be tough this year. Like tough as in like not a lot. Not of as good teams. Yeah, I think usually the Big Ten usually has like five or six solid teams up there. I think I was kind of rebuilding after they've had their players there for ten years. I mean Jordan Bohan and whatever his name was was there for fifteen years. Yeah. I mean I think he played there when we were in middle school. Ohio State lost some guys, obviously EJ Liddell, Kyle Young, those guys. So yeah, I think the Big Ten this year will be a lot of rebuilding slash just these transfer portal guys, how well do they gel in the systems? Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Big Ten is you're always going to get guys that, like, grind it out, oh, yeah, especially it. in the Big Ten schedule. Like, there's always going to be games that are like, oh, this team that's at home is not as good as this team that's coming in, but yet they find a way to win. Like, that's just yeah. how the Big Ten is, how it's been, and how it, I think, will probably always be. Well, I think so, that's kind of, yeah, that's the mantra. I mean, you kind of even look at it. Not even just basketball, all sports. Like, the Big Ten is just gritty. Yeah. Just gritty. Well, it's Midwest guys. Midwest guys, farm boys, gritty. Yeah. But I'll go Illinois 1, Indiana 2, Michigan 3. Where do you think Minnesota will finish? Um, I think they're going to be second to last. So 13? Yeah. Them in Nebraska, huh? Or Northwestern, do you have? I don't know. I think <laughs> one of them will be below. I don't know who that'll be, but one of them will be below. What do you have, Matt? Uh, my heart says fourteen. My head says (laughs) so last. My head says twelve. So you're thinking logically, and you're moving them up two spots. Yeah, but my heart says just be ready for a little bit of disappointment. But like you said, here's the thing: is when they play in the barn, Mm -hmm. it's different. Could they sneak a few against these middle tier teams? Sure. Yeah. But against the big dogs, I think we'll kind of get stepped over. But that's okay. They have also changed their court back to an actual court. What do you mean? Not the light gray flooring. Oh, I didn't even know they changed it. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, biggest storyline in the Big Ten? Um, I, don't, I think it will be, to be honest, how Iowa replaces a lot of those guys. Obviously, they still have one of the Murray brothers. Mm-hmm who's a great player, but I think last year they were kind of one of those teams that I think a lot of people, myself included, could make a little push in the NCAA tournament and obviously got upset right away. I mean, they had the experience. They had the potential. I was just a nitty-gritty team, and it'll be interesting to see how they have it. I mean, Jordan Bohannon has run that offense for a long time. One of the the Murray brothers, what's his name, Kyler? Kyle? The one that's still there? No, the one that left. Keegan? Keegan, he was up for one of the – I mean, he was up for Big Ten Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, first round draft pick. First round draft pick. I mean, he's been good in the NBA. I yeah. think it's just you got to replace all those guys. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how Iowa does this year. Yeah. I mean, they still have that same coach. It's a crazy guy. Iowa, Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but yeah, I think the biggest storyline is going to be. Dave alluded to it a little bit. In the past, it's been like seven, eight, nine teams where it's like, oh, yeah, all those teams are going to make the NCAA tournament. Now it's like, okay, like four or five for sure, and then the next four or five are like, eh, you don't really know how it's going to be. NIT tournament. So I think that it'll be interesting (laughs) to see how it goes um, as the Big Ten schedule specifically goes through Mm -hmm. and if they 
all just beat up on each other and then like slowly like keep the seven, eight, nine teams like moving up um, to NCAA tournament level? Or is it just like the four to five that people assume and then maybe like one other one and then the rest of them are not in there? Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, all right, Big 12. Well, I think this will be an interesting one. Obviously, Kansas coming after the national championship. Yep. Um, Bill Self, obviously, a great coach. But mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting. I think watching the two teams, I mean, Baylor's obviously very good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're a stud. They got studs up and down. Obviously, losing Meyer wasn't great, or Mayer, whatever you say. They lost a lot. They did lose a lot. But I think the difference with them is they... They are starting to become a powerhouse in that conference, and I think they can compete. Obviously, Kansas lost a lot, too, I mean. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see kind of them. I think the team to watch, and this isn't even really that hot of a take, I think Texas could potentially finish Ugh. number one. Ugh. Texas Longhorns. No hook em, chance. Hook them and book them. No chance. Absolutely. Chris Beard's got the boys buzzing. No. I think, yeah, no. I'm not a big Texas fan. I mean, let's be honest. What did they? What did they? What were they preseason ranked last year? Like six? Top ten. I don't know if it was as high as six, but yeah, top ten. I think it was six. For some reason, that's standing out to me. They're solid. We got our boy Marcus Carr. Let's see here. Um, what were they? Yeah, five. They started the year last season, five. And everybody was like, oh, Texas. They got all these good guys coming in. Marcus Carr. Uh, I think Timmy Allen transferred in. I can't remember exactly from where or if he was transferred, but I think he was. Um, And so they get all these transfers. They're going to be so good. They're fifth in the country to start the year. And then they were just so mediocre. It was brutal. And so... Now, you have a new coach. You have all this other stuff coming in. I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. Now they have this other new big class. You know, like they get they get the big five star recruits, and then they get these transfers that are supposed to be good, um, that were good the last place. But then you think, and it's like, oh, it's Texas. They're still probably going to be mediocre. I think. I don't. I think they'll be just fine. I think they have potential to win the Big Twelve. I don't. I don't think they'll win. Well, I mean, yeah, you're going off. If you say Kansas or Baylor, I mean, you're with the majority of 800 people around us. I mean, that's just obvious. I mean, Kansas has to be up there. Baylor obviously has to be up there. Mm -hmm. That's just my hot take. I think here's the thing is Texas plays a style where they could potentially steal a few games from. They could play Kansas well. They could play Baylor well. So, yeah, I'm going with Texas. To win it. Well, Baylor storyline would be Texas potential. So you're going Baylor. Oh yeah, I think Baylor's unreal. They play such a fast style. They score, score, score. That's all mm-hmm. they do is score. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Baylor will win it as well. I think Kansas just lost too many pieces that were substantial pieces to their puzzle. I think Bill Self's a great coach, but I think this will be one of the years where it's like, okay, they're great, they're good. But they just kind of maybe they make it to the elite eight, maybe sweet sixteen, and then they just. Eh. You know who's uh, I think going to be very good for Kansas? Grady Dick, he's a beast. 
For Kansas? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's hard when you lose Abaji. You lose Remy Martin, who just transferred there, and now he's gone. Yeah. Christian well, he, he only had one year. Yeah. But, I mean, they were just solid pieces. Mm-hmm. Oza Boki, isn't he gone? Burl gone, or is he still there? No, he's been there. He's been gone for a while. No. He was a beast. Yeah. But, yeah, had, I mean. They had McCormick. That was their big guy that you're thinking of. Oh, McCormick was their other guy. Yep. Yeah. So, see what right. happens. Um, that will be a good conference, though. That will be, I mean, it always is. I think here's the thing is, you look at teams, Oklahoma already lost their first game. Did they? Yeah, they got upset. Oklahoma did. Good. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, college basketball is in full effect. <laughs> it's funny because people are picking them as the most underrated yeah, they team. lost to Sam Houston 52-51. <laughs> tough, <laughs> first game. tough way to start. Usually you play Sam Houston to get a win. Not them. They said, nope. No. Put us in a hole. Not us. We don't want them. Yeah. Put us in a hole. We want to be more underrated than they already were. Or they just want to be not rated, so then no one worries about them. And then yeah. They just fly well, it's also interesting because TCU, they had a really good end to the year last year, and then they also almost lost their first game of the year. But last, they won. On Monday. But they won. They did win. Oklahoma did not. But they were losing in the last minute of the game. Hey. Good teams find a way. Just saying. Find a way, baby. Find a way. So we'll see. Uh, okay, let's move on. Pac-12. What do you think? Who's the, who's the team? Oh, boy. I don't even know. I'll let you say. You know who it is. I'm not saying it. Yeah, it is. I'm not saying it. Come on, David. It's UCLA. Yeah, I do love UCLA. Everybody pick UCLA. They had a down year last year. They didn't do as well as they thought they were going to do, which is why I'm saying there is a down year. Um, they had an overall pretty good year. Yeah. They did lose a few pieces. I mean, a few pieces for the puzzle, but... Johnny Juzang. Yeah. Uh, but what's his name? I mean, what's his name? He's a great coach, but the guy from Cincinnati. Mick Cronin. Yeah, Mick Cronin. He's a crazy guy. But I think when you look at that conference, like, who's the other... T- Arizona was obviously very good. Mm-hmm. But they've lost a lot of guys. I just think, yeah, it's, I think it's UCLA's. Well, they have Kirk Creesa. That's one guy. Yeah, he's probably their, one of their best players. Right. Other than Benedict. I mean, they had Benedict Matherin last year. He's their best player. 100%. Obviously, now he's in the NBA. He's balling in the NBA. But. Yeah, I still think you got to give it UCLA. I really don't think. Mm-hmm. Both the Mobley brothers are gone, right? Yes. So that's USC's kind of bread and butter. But I think those two teams at the top, I think uh, UCLA, Arizona, is Oregon good? Uh, they have a crappy court, too. They're tough to play at. But I think those two teams will be at the top. And I do think UCLA will be win that conference. Yep. Again. Yeah. Everybody's picking UCLA or Arizona to win the conference. Right. Um, which I don't think is any surprise no yeah you know like you got you got ucla who has a great combination of young guys and returners right and then you have arizona who has who lost a lot last year like their top end talent but they also have guys that were role players that are going to be stepping into a little bit more of a spotlight so that's always a learning curve i feel like like you have those role players which is fine and it's always like one of those question marks where it's like well they're great athletes but it's like when it's your time to shine, that, that's harder. It's easier sometimes to be a role player because the expectations are usually a little lower. Oh, I would say it's way easier. I mean, to when be you got a, a guy player. like Benedict 
leading the charge and just balling. I mean, he was so good. He yeah. was good. Yeah, he was good. So, yep. Uh, top storyline of the year, or top storyline of the conference for that conference? Yeah, oh, Pac-12. I don't even know. Um, I think I don't think any Pac-12 team makes the Elite Eight. Really? Yep. That's my hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take. That's my hot take. I disagree. Do you think two of them? Or do you think UCLA? You think UCLA is penciled in? I think at least one. Ooh, I don't know. We'll see. Do you want to bet on that? Elite eight. You want you take two, I'll take one. No, you said none. I would take none. So I want one. You yeah, elite none. eight. Yeah, that's fine. Alright, what do you want to bet? Five bucks right here. You heard it here. Okay. It's my hot take. What's your hot take? Um, well, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with two hot takes. One, less hot, hot takey. Just have to give a shout out to the Fury fam. Stanford, they brought in Mike Jones, who's from Minnesota. Woodbury played Fury, and now he's at Sanford. So he's smart. And he balled out. He's a grad transfer. Like, I think it's their first grad transfer in, like, the last however many years. Like, a, a, a significant amount of years, because since their a- academics are so high level that they don't really ever have grad transfers. Right. But first game, 31 points. Boom. So pretty good player. So pretty good. Yep. Um, but second one, I'm gonna go with. Mm, I'll go with UCLA making it to the final four. What? What? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Final four. Yep. That's what I'm picking. Wow. Hot take. It's hot take Tuesday. Is that hot? That's like semi hot. Is it? I'd say it's semi hot. I mean, you could probably. I mean, you'd probably look at the projections. I bet you a lot of people have them final four. What do you think is hot? More hot take year. No Pac-12 teams in the making it to the lead eight or mm-hmm. UCLA making it to the final four. Oh, no teams making it to the lead eight for sure. Hands down. I mean, there's more teams to pick from. You're picking one team. It just has to get hot. Yeah. They already have projections. The season just started. Hundred percent. My God. It's gonna be like North Carolina. Um. Gonzaga. Let's see here. Is this? Too many things. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. There is UCLA in there. For two of them? Two out of the four. Yep. Dang. That bro already has the player of the year, that Oscar guy from Kentucky. Yeah, perfect segue. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right, we're going to the SEC now. Coach of the year would definitely not be Mick Cronin. <laughs> All right, we're on to the SEC. So what do you got here? Well, I mean, it has to be the talk of Kentucky. I think Kentucky's 
obviously just bringing in, they just consistently bring in ball players who just ball out. They're obviously one of the top recruiting classes every single year. And now you have John Calipari, who's obviously a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, last year losing to a fantastic story in St. Peter's was kind of crazy. That was crazy. But, I mean, I think they're the team that's just going to run the table. I don't even think it will be close. I think Kentucky might start, which they usually do. They start a little slow. Mm-hmm. They'll still win, not by as much as people like. Then they'll turn it on. There will be one game during the year that will, something will happen. Maybe they'll get upset or whatever, and that's their turning point, and that's when they just turn it on. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. Yeah, they're bringing in a uh, pretty good class. Mm-hmm. Would you say the SEC is the best conference? Top yeah, to bottom? Basketball? Yeah. Or do you think the ACC? I mean, dude, top to bottom, though. Mm. I mean, the bottom kind of falls off, but like Alabama, not bad. Auburn, solid. No, I it's would more say, top half, though. I would say the ACC. ACC? Yeah. And then the SEC? I used to think mm. it was the Big Ten, but I think the Big Ten's falling off compared to these teams. Yeah. Uh, it's hard just because these bottom teams in the SEC are pretty below average. And by that, I mean very below The SEC? Average. Yeah. Like Missouri, Georgia, oof. Yeah, sure. Vanderbilt, oof, oof, oof. <laughs> South Carolina, oof. oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. What would the order be for you? No, I think it's probably ACC top to bottom. I think the hardest part no, is... like order them. Power five conferences top to bottom. Like best conference, second, third, fourth, fifth. I'd probably say it's ACC, SEC, Big 12... Probably the Pac-12, Big Ten. Really? You're on Big Ten last? Yep. Oh, top to bottom? Yes. Top to bottom, yes. I just think the like, bottom of the Big Ten. Just like overall. Yeah. That's my picks. Gotcha. I would say ACC. I mean, it's also tough because a little bit of recency bias. ACC brought in all those teams into the, what was it, the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight last year? Right. Like they had three out of the eight. Elite eight teams. Yeah. Um, but I would say ACC is one. Then I'm going with um, probably the big the Big Twelve. I was gonna say you better not say the Big Ten. Yeah, Big Twelve. Then uh, SEC. Then Big Ten. Then Pac twelve see what happens i just think yeah i mean those i mean obviously the bottom teams of all those conferences are pretty bad yeah but definitely so uh okay storyline for the sec then we'll wrap it up um i think it'll be interesting to see who can compete with kentucky i think surprise team i think alabama finishes in the top three Hmm. i know they obviously have lost some guys and stuff i do like their coach but i think for them they're just fun to watch because they just their coach fuck yet? up threes. No idea what his name is. Oh. Nate Oates. Yeah, him. He wears a sick jacket. He's got a good story. He wears a sick jacket. But I think they'll be fun to watch. I think they'll finish in the top three of that conference. Yeah. I think Auburn Preseason projected five. Yeah. So hot, I'm going three. Hot take, David. Three up. 
Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see if the if Oscar Shibway. I mean, everybody has picked him to win preseason play of the year. Like literally everybody, for good reason because he dominated last year, and a lot of people were confused why he's coming back to college. But I think it'll be interesting to see if education. his preseason. That's why he's coming back. Well, you know the deal with him. No. So he's not a. Um, I believe he's on like a student visa. Oh, so he's from overseas. I can't remember exactly where he's from. I think it's like the Bahamas or something. Well, his name is definitely not. Yeah, he's from somewhere. Uh, the Congo. He's from the Congo. So why didn't he go to the NBA though? Wouldn't that have solidified him as like a? Yeah, he's from the Congo. So the the way that the NIL deals work is if you're uh, not from the United States, then you can't make money when you're in the United States based off of the rules of like NIL and I believe oh. like student visa type of thing. I think. Yeah. And so he can't make any money while he's here in the United States. And, I mean, obviously, you're looking at him, like, I don't know if it's unanimous, but dang near close to unanimous preseason player of the year in college basketball. Like, this dude would be raking it in. Yeah. And he can't make any money while he's in the United States. Wouldn't that make a better argument for him to go to the NBA? Probably, but... Should have been. I mean, you don't know his, his situation for why he truly chose to stay here. Yeah. Or to stay there. But... So, funny little story that is related to this. So, Kentucky had a teen trip down to, I I think it was the Bahamas, um, this summer. And so, since they were outside of the United States, he could make money while they were there. So, it was like this week-long trip that he could... Um, yeah, he's supposed to make 500 grand. His NIL total is $2.75 million. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So he made all of that in the one week that they were down there. Yeah, that's crazy. So he's about to make $2 million per his name. There you go. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So I think that'll be interesting um, to see. Okay. Uh, last thing that we're doing for college basketball, I kind of decided, is we are picking our... Projected Final Four teams. Okay. I can tell you who's not going to be in mine. Well, I don't want to know who's not. I want to know who is. Who do you think is going to be Final Four teams in the tournament? Just looking at it. Like, not one through four. I'm just going to say four teams. Yeah, I want to know Final Four prediction and then your winner. I'm going to say... North Carolina, mm-hmm. team we haven't talked about yet, Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I'm going to then say Houston. Yep. And then I'm going to say Baylor. Old gotcha. Kentucky. <laughs> and then my winner. Do I? Oh, you can go. Okay. okay. I'm going to go North Carolina, Houston, UCLA, and... 
Um, Kentucky. And your winner? You can go. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm not going to say the same one as you. I have two teams in mind. I'm going to go North Carolina. Houston. So <laughs> I'm going with. I think the boys pull it out. Finally. Was North Carolina the other team? Yeah, it's going to be Houston, North Carolina. Hmm. I mean, I think Gonzaga's good. I just think it's always the same story with Gonzaga. It's always the same story. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you guys never play anyone. And they dominate, and then they go to the Elite Eight, and they have a little troubles, and then the Final Four, it's like, oof. Do you have a dark horse? Texas. One dark Just horse. Just kidding, that was not real. I don't think Texas is that great. Um, Indiana. Okay. I think Indiana will win the Big Ten and then kind of... You're talking dark horse to make the Final Four? Yeah. Yeah, I think Indiana. I think Indiana can make a push. I so mean, when you look at right it now before... There's health and if tra- I mean, if my boy TJD goes down... <laughs> I was going to say, if you gave him a nickname and you're not even going to use it down, during the I mean, episode... If he goes down, it's like, dude, they're done. No offense. I mean, they're still going to be fine. They're not going to be Final Four, though. Yeah. So When you look at it at the beginning of the year, there's only, I don't know, 20 teams that realistically have a chance to make it to the Final Four. 100%. You know, like... I, mean, I would even turn that down a little bit. Yeah, 15. <laughs> yeah, if 15 is pushing it, too, but I think, yeah, 15 is... So, like, it's not like Dark Horse, meaning, oh, this team that is going to come up from the ashes of the bottom of the conference right. and all of a sudden be a Final Four contending team. Yeah. Um, my pick is Creighton. Ooh, you do like the, the Blue Jays. Yep. Okay. And also, I think it makes a big difference that they're not in one of these massive conferences and just get beat up, beat up on. Yeah. But I, do you think, do you think that also, last question quick, do you think that plays a part in team successes? Like playing that tougher competition during the year is like, hey – I get to. I mean, it's just, I mean, because like you look at it every single year, it's the topic with Gonzaga. Could be the topic with Creighton. Obviously, Creighton's a little bit better conference than Gonzaga. But do you think it is a topic of debate to say, hey, like we want teams to get beat up? That's kind of like the mantra of the Big Ten. Yeah, and look at how the Big Ten has fared in the tournament. I 100%. think, I think it, if you play a good non conference schedule, yeah. then I don't think that having a super gritty grinded out um conference schedule is that big of a deal yeah. you know like honestly like have a couple scares have uh, a handful of teams that are legit like the thing about gonzaga is they're so far in a way like they have one or two games each conference year against st mary's that are tough and the other ones like they're so far ahead of all the rest of the teams that it's kind of just like, okay, well, we could win those games in our sleep. And so they don't actually continue to get better, Right. I don't think. Like, they do, but they don't keep getting to their full potential, mm-hmm. which has sometimes hurt them in the, conference, or in the tournament. But if it's in a conference like the uh, Big East that Creighton's in... Um, or it's like Villanova in them. Yeah, and honestly, even the American, like... It's not like Memphis is a slouch. Do I think that they're very good or very well coached? No, but at least they have talented players. So, like, having a couple teams that have big games that can push you a little bit, that you have to get up, like, it, that prepares you for the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so. it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah. All right, well, uh, do you want to do top five? No, we'll skip okay. it. We'll stick with the final fours. Yeah, let's skip it. It's been a pretty long one. Yes, very. Thanks for sticking with us.
Season 2, Episode 5. Peace. Peace.